Chris. Hey, Chris. Oh, hey, Chris. Chris, you are missing in our lives these Chris, days. Chris, we need to talk about Kareem. Kareem. <laughs> yeah. Why is her name we spelled need to talk like about that? Queen Rin. Queen I don't know. Rin. That's how. <laughs> Isn't that how it's usually spelled? I have no idea. Corinna Corinna is Car- a great I movie. I thought Corinne would be like K-A-R-I-N. Oh, you're thinking very French, very Euro, sophisticated. Very Vanessa from Quebec. Yeah, which let's just get into The Bachelor right. and get this off and pop in because I have something to say. Let's, okay, so we, can we pause one second? Hey, listen. Yeah. We, we know. We're all bummed about this season of The Bachelor. It's kind of boring and it sucks. But we're going to have a little bit of Big Brother news at the end of the episode. And we're going to have some hashtag Oscar talk at the end of the episode. So stick around. We're going to plow through The Bachelor. And then we're going to talk about some other things at the end of the episode. Anyways, Danielle, what do you have to say? So last week ended with Vanessa talking a big game. Vanessa being like, I have a rose, so I don't even give a fuck. I'm going to talk to Nick and I'm going to like, he's got to choose between Corinne or me, baby, because if he's given me a rose and he's given her a rose, this guy is a joker. and I'm not here to fuck around. This episode opens. She tells, she sort of tells him that, but there's a lot of um, long lingering looks he's giving her where he's like, tell me, just tell me, ask me anything you want to know. Tell me anything you want to say. And she's like, she gives him a long look and she goes, okay. As if, as if we came to a conclusion in that conversation, which we didn't. I think the hidden, I think the hidden message of that was him like silently pleading with her. Like the producers are making me keep her around. So please don't get mad at me. I think I don't, can't be sure, but she's still on her high horse saying that she's not if he picks her she's not there like she doesn't want to be there she's gonna leave whatever cut to the rose ceremony corinne obviously gets a rose and vanessa that coward doesn't give the rose back stays on just sort of eats shit you know who it reminds me of Marco Rubio. I was going the same way in my head. If you didn't go there, I was going to. All these fucks in Washington think they can get some headlines by go, but oh, maybe I'll stand up to Trump. Maybe I will. And then you bend over and take it in the ass from Betsy DeVos, you fucks. We're coming from you. We're going to slit your throats on national television. (laughs) Just wait. Seriously, I it, like the this. It was it's stunning how much this evokes what's going on in Washington right now. And it's not just Marco Rubio. To be fair, it's also Elizabeth oh. Warren. How dare you sully her name? She voted yes on Ben Carson. What? Yes, the only person, the only senator who's voted on everything so far is Kristen Gillibrand. Where's she? Where's she from? New York. <laughs> New York, baby. So, like, fuck Vanessa. She's a liar. Everyone is a coward. Like, the yeah. cowards in this country drive me insane. I know. I'm sorry. I, uh, all right. I'm sorry for all the cowards. Yeah, I mean, these people, they have the opportunity to make to make their point, and they don't. They don't. And it's all, and you know, it's all like, the other that- people, too. It's Christina. It's all the other ones who are talking a big game about how I'm going to fucking walk out of here if that bitch gets a rose. <laughs> I want Alexis to, to fucking slap a, 
a C word. Yeah, where's Alexis? Alexis is supposed to be our audience surrogate. That's what we've been led to believe. She's funny. She's like goofy and cool. What's she doing? Nothing. She's a big nothing on this show. And it's just like all these women, none of them are there for the right reasons. Because if they actually liked Nick, they would be too heartbroken about this horrible decision and actually leave. It, they want the Instagram followers and the chance at being the Bachelorette, yeah. and that's it. It's horrible. It's horrible. So let's talk about this. Uh, yeah, we get we give out roses. Um, we give out roses to. They Raven. go to Milwaukee. Oh, we yeah. go to Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, who cares? People get roses. The people who, <laughs> who you know your name, who whose names you know at this point, get roses. Except for Whitney. Whitney gets a rose. I have no idea who this woman is. Yeah, there are still some random. And it's like, <laughs> we're going. Chris comes in and it's like, we're going to Nick's hometown of <laughs> Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> and people are like, and the girls are like, woo. It's like, dude, I've been to Milwaukee. Milwaukee's nice, actually. But Milwaukee's like not that cool. Like, <laughs> it's where you go to, it's where you go if you're me, to retire, to drink beer and eat cheese until you die of a heart attack at 47. Here's what it is. It's a punishment. These girls are being punished. This whole episode, these girls get punished. I don't know why. Maybe Nick has some sick masochist, masochistic? Sadist, sorry. Sadist, sadistic tendencies. But this whole episode, I was just watching girls get punished. Like, the date he takes them on, the group date, to the farm... I mean, I feel like that's they have to a, literally shovel shit. I feel like the down and dirty date is always is always a staple. I feel like there's always the one. No, where, or maybe not. Usually, <laughs> the down and dirty date. Like, last season, it tied into the McDonald's promo, so they like went to McDonald's on a date. That was the down and dirty date. That's nothing wrong they with that. They had to make fries and stuff. <laughs> no, they literally just ordered the food and ate it, <laughs> and we're like. Whoa, this new like fish fillet is really good. <laughs> like that I'll take. Taking them, getting their hopes up, thinking they were gonna go to like Ma- Maui, and then taking them to Wisconsin, punishment, and then taking them on like this group date to a farm where they have to milk a cow and shovel shit. i I'm totally team Corinne on this. I would rather just sit out and go take a nap. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll get to that, but she's a liar, though. We can't, we can't deal with her <laughs> fucking excuses, her nonsense. Excuses. We all know this person who's like, oh, but I actually broke my foot yesterday, and I can't do it. You know? <laughs> so we we do have a we do have a small date. I do want to talk about Nick's date with Danielle L. So yes, they so. go to the fucking cookie shop, and I want to know everything <laughs> about this woman's like. Oh, hey, Nick. Welcome back. <laughs> Good to see you again. Do you remember me? Uh, and she's just got There's a fucking no weird... She's, she's got a weird thing going on. I want to know everything about that sad sack woman. Oh, my gosh. There's no sadder question in the universe than, do you remember me? <laughs> I don't think she said that. I was just that improving, is. but... Welcome I know. Back to Nick. Oh, I, and me, I just am still in this cookie shop. <laughs> Where she was selling, surely the best seller of Milwaukee's cookie shop, uh, the Knickerdoodle. Yeah. And then we have something that drives me fucking crazy, and I, it would be grounds for dumping. <laughs> Whoa. 
don't fucking do this stupid fro. Oh, oh, I got frosting on your nose. Oh, now we got a kiss with frosting in our mouth. Fuck you. Come on. Was I know this is national television. This is not. This is not real life. Right. None of this shit is real. This is not cute. It's not funny. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Maybe I'm just, you know, scarred from a life of a life of dating and <laughs> you know. Maybe. Maybe. But you know what? It was. But bad. did you like that? No, I didn't like that. I hated it. Um, and another thing, one thing I did like, which I forget if this happened before or after, but like Nick's parents. Oh yeah. <laughs> what I like is how I feel like the one true thing of this episode is Nick's family is like, please let this be the last time. Yeah. Please, please just like just marry one of these girls. You should just fucking deal with it. You should have seen these, the parents, you know, four, four years ago on the, on his first season of The Bachelor. They were very, they're full of vim <laughs> and vigor. And actually the sister, <laughs> Haley, Marjorie, whatever the hell her name is, she's actually been aging in reverse until he finds love. There's been a curse put upon her. She was, a, she was 21 years old, smoking hot, and she's like, <laughs> Curse, please end the curse. She stopped playing soccer until he can break the curse. Nick is like the beast. This does tie into what I'm sure is coming, which is a Beauty and the Beast tie-in because Disney owns ABC. Oh yeah, Disney's big movie coming out is Beauty and the Beast. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, it's you and McGregor as Lumiere. That'd be dope. I can't wait. We I love know. him. We're a big fan of you and on this podcast. I love you. And I met daughter. him once. What? Tell I me about him. that. I'll stop talking about the bachelor. Oh my god. You and is like my number one, one of my number one crushes. And I went so one my mom and I went to see him. He was doing this Broadway show that was not good. But my mom and I went to see it and afterwards we went this is the only time I've ever done this. We went to stage door and waited. Oh my gosh. And and I was like shaking because you don't know how much he means to me. And you should really never meet your heroes, but I've loved him for so long that I couldn't pass out the opportunity. Girl, girl Moulin Rouge is one of my favorite movies ever. Same. I know, I know what it would be. I mean, I've I've never been around you, McGregor, but I would assume I would be trembling also oh. if I were to meet you and McGregor. If I were to meet Jim Broadbent, hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don like Wazamo. Richard Roxburgh is in a is in a play right now but anyway see i love moulin rouge okay but anyway so we're waiting stage door maggie gyllenhaal comes out very little fanfare um anticipation is building and i'm worried because it's cold as well so that doesn't help me shaking and i'm just worried like i'm gonna drop my camera like how am i gonna get this pic my hand's shaking i'm not holding steady he came out beautiful man oh my gosh just like a smile that would launch a thousand ships the clearest blue eyes and just an aura of inspiration and calm you know so i looked at him and i just and he went past me he went past me as if he wasn't gonna give me an autograph or a picture and i went wait <laughs> please <laughs> i went i oh my gosh could i just get a picture with you please i know it's annoying and he was like no of course and i held it out and my arm wasn't like long enough to get all three of us me and my mom and him in the picture so he was like let me take care of this oh and selfie he arms held it out. 
Oh my gosh. And it's the best picture. It's on my Instagram. Uh, I need to go on. (laughs) I made a triptych of it. (laughs) I I made it so that I was sitting next to him. My mom was on the outside so I could cut her out of it. So it looks like he and I are a couple. Um, And let me just say he's a great man. He's a great man. One question though. Yeah. How do you feel about his American accent? I think it's great. I think think he tries. I think he tries for sure. I I think think he tries and I give him all the points for trying. You know, (laughs) he's, he's dedicated to his craft and he won't let anything stop him from attempting time and time again to sound American. I love it. It's bad. No, it's not bad. It's just differently good. It's just different. He's like, where are you from? from?" I'm from Mill, Kansas, New Mill, Kansas. Uh, I love it. Maybe he's just French Canadian. Maybe that's his American accent. Yeah, maybe. With a smile like that, he can do any accent he wants. All right. Quickly back to The Bachelor. We're walking around with Danielle L., and he looks (laughs) into a shop, and there's like his ex who's like perfectly. Is this real or not? Was she there? That can't. That can't have been. No, that was like that has to have been camera ready. She was, and then when the camera came and like, and he was like, "Wait, I know that girl," and the camera like zooms on her face. She doesn't look as if she knows the camera's there. Like, if a (laughs) camera crew walks by, you look, you stare into the camera like you're on the office. (laughs) You spike the lens. Yeah. You don't she know doesn't. to not she look. Never does. She no, she's gonna. She wants to be on Beauty and the Beast too. <laughs> she, well, she was. She's revenge. been trapped in that in that storefront ever since Nick left town. Everyone in this town is in a similar <laughs> curse as the servants and employees of the Beast. They are all furniture. And they have all been turned into people, and they're waiting for the curse so they can go back to their lives of being forks and glasses and shit. They don't like being humans. They want to shrug off this mortal coil. So we have want to a, go back. We have a really awkward thing. I'm, you know how I know it's not real is because if I'm on a date with someone and I'm like, and I walk by fucking bakery, and there's a girl in there I used to date. Either one, I wouldn't say anything. I would be like, in my mind, uh-huh. ooh, yep, I hooked up with that girl. And I keep walking because I'm on a date right now. Or yep. two, I would be like, if I was really feeling it with the girl like, and I didn't think she would mind, I'd be like, oh, I used to date that girl. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Not Let's sit down Those and the two of you have a conversation while I kind of just like play Tetris. I'm like, yeah. Game Boy. It was all, it's just doing. weird. Like, what kind of narcissist is Nick where he's like yeah let's sit and you two can talk about me you know while I listen in it's weird that part was just lame I I, I like Danielle L because she's pretty and she has my name but like boring so boring the ex was boring too Nick's taste is clearly very boring uh, and then they go to the dairy farm then they go to the dairy farm uh, Corinne stops participating because she lost circulation and she she has to go to the hospital. She had a panic attack. She has a medical condition. She has this is all from never mind. I shouldn't say yeah. this yet. She has this a is all from her fight condition. with Taylor later. But uh, yeah, 
Corinne does not want to fuck around with this, but it's like, it's not that cold. I could tell because I could tell what kind of jackets you guys are wearing. You're fine. Just fucking. Yeah. I pulled this shit when I was a kid and like didn't want to participate in football practice anymore. Like, oh, I got a stomach ache. I, uh, <laughs> my solar plexus. What? Uh, you sat out of football practice? I sat out on every sort of. Uh, physical thing sure. that I had to do. I it was uh, my my life. My youth was filled with a lot of like sports practices, and I did junior lifeguards, which is a thing you do when you live in oh. Southern California. And basically, at any point that they were like, "All right, let's go fucking swim a fucking giant lap or whatever," I'd be like, "Oh, oh yeah, my leg hurts." <laughs> I know that move, Corinne. I know that move. I'm not proud to say I know that move. Everyone sees through it. And, yeah. Uh, oh, everyone's talking really it, quickly. I was the Sorry. Get back to Danielle L. To wrap up oh, yeah. the date, they go to see someone. I had no idea who this person was who they went to go see in concert. Okay, that's the level of musical performance it usually is. Okay, that's why Backstreet Boys was such a big deal. And then they make them dance and hook up in front of everyone on some platform in the middle of the pit. <laughs> Again, if, you, if I bought tickets to see Toby Keith or some bullshit, I don't want to see someone making. I wouldn't feign. I wouldn't be like because you know there's a producer in there. It's like, all right, guys, in five minutes, The Bachelor and one of his dates is going to come in and they're going to dance to a song, and everyone needs to be cheering for them. Stop giving them this fantasy bullshit. This is yeah. how people are going to break up. You need to give them boring dates where the guy's like, I don't know, what movie do you want to see? Hidden figures? <laughs> I don't know. Wow, that looks okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's very by the numbers, Bachelor. Nothing exciting. It goes back to Nick is not compelling enough as a person. I'd rather see more with Nick's little sister. Yeah. Who has the curse on her. Definitely. Because, like, I think we've talked about all we need to talk about the dairy farm. Nick doesn't know how to milk a cow. The girl who, and I'm pretty sure, if I'm remembering this wrong, correct me, I'm pretty sure the girl who's bisexual is the one who could do it really well. Oh, yeah. Right? Jamie. I'm uncomfortable with that narrative of, like, she's bisexual. She's a little, she's got to be a little manly. She's more of a man than Nick, so she can do this, you know? I thought that was very... I thought it was, she's bisexual, she can turn on any creature. Oh, well, I don't mind that. I'm fine with that. She but that was not the vibe creature. I was getting. Man, woman, oh, yeah. cow, she can make yeah. it come. She doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, snaps. Good for that, then. Thank you. Um, so, uh, uh, that's pretty much it that happened on that date. We, yeah, and then we're, we have the the cocktail party before the rose ceremony that we're going to get at the beginning of next episode. And Taylor is done. I'm not crazy about Taylor, but I like that she doesn't give a fuck and that we're clearly going to see the last of Taylor next week. This is like yeah. the be- this is like 30 minutes into a horror movie and <laughs> like either the slut or the black guy is like, "You know what? I want to get this fucking monster. Let me take <laughs> this this knife and face it the wrong way and have it facing me. I'm going to go get this some bitch." <laughs> and this is what Taylor's gonna do. Taylor's done. She says, this is the quote of the episode, 
She holds up a big squad douche, a big zero. <laughs> this is how many fucks I give and how much chill I have left. She's dead with Corinne and her bullshit. Yeah. Um, but, but wait, real quick before we got there, oh. Raven Raven went on a one-on-one with Nick where he introduced her to his parents after they've probably only known each other for a week. His dad is like, wow, Raven, interesting name. How'd you get that? And she had to tell a boring story about it. Like, I felt really bad for Raven on this date. Then she had to play with children, play soccer with children. I will say Nick's little sister is very cute. And then another part of this whole episode (laughs) is about Nick, like, not participating in dates. He goes like, hey, I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, he also says he says some weird contradictory shit about Wisconsin. He's like, he says, being from Wisconsin, I'm more of a city boy. What? <laughs> Wisconsin's all fucking farms. And yes, there are two cities in Wisconsin. There's Milwaukee, most bars per capita of any major U.S. city. Great. So oh. you're either a fucking drunk or you're from <laughs> Madison, which is a party town, and you're, a nut- you're also a drunk. Anyways, <laughs> what, what am I saying? He's like, I'm more of a city boy, but I, I know my roots. I, I, I've, I've farmed a bit. I always play on farms growing up. No, you fucking didn't. Because then you try to no. milk a cow and you suck. And then on the next date with Raven, he's like, uh, I'm going to go uh, scoot around in a circle while I make <laughs> my date talk to my sister who has a blue tongue from eating candy. <laughs> the sister, I mean, there it was. it's so exactly like um, 500 Days of Summer. Oh, totally. Where... The guy is kind of a jerk. He's getting involved with a black-haired beauty, Raven. So. And he's getting his little soccer-playing sister, who's wise beyond her years, Chloe Grace Moretz in the film, and Nick's sister in the television show, to suss out the situation for him. My friend, and, Chloe, my friend Chloe Grace Moretz? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to go Why online, she... I'm in a sketch with her from like a year ago. Oh, I didn't know that. It was a promotion for Neighbors Two, and Ooh. it was for like it was for like Glamour magazine or like Teen Vogue or something like uh-huh. that. And my friend was producing it. And he's like, well, "Yeah, we're doing some online content for the magazine when we're shooting this sketch. Do you want to be in it?" And yes. me and. Me and me and Chloe Grace have probably the best scene in the sketch. Wow. So All this time I'm talking about my interaction with you and McGregor when you're a literal co-star of co-star. Chloe Grace Moret. Guest star. Anyways. Guest star. Whatever. Uh, were you playing like a frat boy? No, I was playing I was playing craft services. And the joke <laughs> is that because it was basically we shot this sketch during she was doing a photo shoot for some magazine. I don't know what okay. it was. And the joke of the sketch was that she is she is her character from Neighbors 2, which I hadn't seen yet, and she is not her okay. character from Neighbors 2. That she is, in real life, she is a mean sorority queen who makes people right. do... She hazes people constantly. So mm-hmm. I played the, the craft services fella... And she makes me chug a gallon of orange juice. And it was hilarious <laughs> and disgusting. Did you get to talk with her behind the scenes? Yeah, she was very sweet. Aw, love her. I love her. I think she's a great little actress. Okay. 
So that day, yeah, they ring around the roller rink. Oh. They do a like conga line. And then they go to some sort of empty museum and they talk about they talk about how they're both from um, marriages that are still together. Right. And that they really respect that in one another and that they've lived in they've lived through the experience of, of a marriage sticking together over all the years and they put that and the and their people they think that in their mind that if i'm dating someone who's not the result of a divorce that that who person is or is who no who isn't whose parents are not divorced that person understands the value of sticking together which is a direct shot at Danielle L because her sob story she doesn't have a dead person in her life her sob story during her one-on-one date is that her parents got divorced, and Nick is like, oh, fucking check out. <laughs> Anyways, well, Nick hates divorced parent people. <laughs> well, statistically, and this is just statistically, because I took a class called Divorce in America when oh. I was at NYU. Oh. And so it's possible even that the stats have changed now, but... Uh, the success of marriages, like people are more likely to divorce if they come from different backgrounds of that sort. Like if you're one person whose parents are married and you're one person whose parents are divorced, you're statistically more likely to break up rather than if both parents were, both people's parents were divorced or both people's parents stayed together. I see. It's just a stat. That's a stat for you stat heads out there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, also, Raven's sob story is that she walked in on her ex-boyfriend cheating on her and a woman's naked vagina Quote. while he was cheating on her. Quote, I know what her vagina looks like. Awesome. Um, I didn't really get this story. Was It, it was like her... Her mom was like, he's definitely cheating on you. Take the car and go find out. Right? Was that so, it? Sh- her coworker or his her coworker I think is at a bar and sees him hooking up with some girl and for some reason the girl says to her coworker I'm going to f this dude tonight <laughs> <laughs> and then she calls Raven and then Raven's like mom I don't know what to do and her mom is like I got an axe let's go <laughs> and she fucking hate hey fucking Johnny's here whatever that here's Johnny fucking this girl's here. vagina <laughs> infamous movie quote hey Johnny hey, hey Johnny <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah and that's how she sees that they're cheating on each other yeah. or that he's cheating on her okay cool well that's the end of the bachelor that's the end of the bachelor <laughs> Taylor starts calling out. Taylor's like, I'm done with Corinne. And Corinne's like, I, I lost my circulation in my fingers. I was going to the hospital. <laughs> oh, and there's also just while we're talking about Corinne and the, the, um, and the farm, just briefly, there was a great part earlier in the episode where she says, I don't know how to do chores. Raquel is better than farm chores. <laughs> Coming to Raquel's defense. Leave Raquel out of this. Raquel's watching this. She's like, I don't want. As you said, she's defending Raquel against farm chores. (laughs) Anyways, that's the end of it. We're going to come next week, and the promo is like, Corinne and Taylor go at it, but only one will will survive the week. So we know Taylor's going home because we know Corinne's going to make it very far in this season. Yeah, either because Corinne's too valuable. Yeah, yeah. MVP, 
LVP at the same time and the president yeah. of our country. <laughs> All right, that's it with with Bachelor. Who cares? Who cares? I think Danielle L and who's the I Danielle L and who's the, the is is she, her, is her is her name Danielle as well the blonde one who went on that one the baby nurse one of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think both Danielles have a pretty good shot. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Uh, and all the other ones, it's like, what's the, even the point? Yeah, Truly, Whitney, think, Astrid, Christina, Ingrid. No, who are I these? I think people? Vanessa could go far, but I think Vanessa has too much of. Uh, I think she respects herself too much for this bullshit. I hope so. I hope so. Anyways. BB right. News. Woo, woo, air horn. Fair, fair. <laughs> On Facebook, James Hoolan <laughs> changed his, his relationship status to single and posted the following on Instagram. It's a picture of him and Natalie. They've just been at some, some rally, some reality TV bullshit. And reality rally. He says, I... I love doing these events with my best friend, Natalie Negrotti. No matter what happens in my life, she will always be a part of my life. I've been blessed to have her by my side. She's taught me a lot about myself. I'm so thankful. I wish her all the best in life. We will always be hashtag Jadalee. And then Jadalee responds on the Instagram. Oh, where the hell is it? Where the hell is Natalie that? responds on his Instagram that you just said. Yeah. She, yeah, I can't find it, but she was like, yeah, we'll always be best friends. You know, I love you. But it, it's, it seems like they might have broken up, which is. The jig is up. The jig is up. They survived till the 2017, which is great. You know, do you think that that relationship was ever consummated? Yes. You do? Yes. Oh, I think James. <laughs> I think James is a horn dog. <laughs> yeah, but I think Natalie truly was so not interested in him in that way that she was able to put up put up enough barriers for it to not happen. I don't think James would have lasted this long. I think but, he would have if he thought the promise of it eventually happening. Like yeah. maybe she was like, maybe she just kept saying like. Mm, not tonight. I I'm tired. Maybe next week. And then the next week she was like, Oh, I just, I have my period this week. So next week. And then the next week she was like, I, uh, I didn't get waxed and I want it to be perfect for you. You know, like I think she just kept saying stuff like that. I could buy it. So I don't know. Send in your thoughts at Hey Julie BB on Twitter. (laughs) So that's the BB news. I know we actually did get one tweet from a BB fan and I so miss these. I so miss our big brother friends tweeting at us. We have a couple of friends still like chatting, but about big brother specifically. And it's Delano underscore Gooden wants to know any pre, pre, pre hashtag BB19 insiders info. When does Canada pop off? Any thoughts on the UK celeb version? Come on, BB19. I agree. I think that we're not insiders, so we know nothing about BB19. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Unfortunately. We know the same time as anyone else. Like, I, I'm on the BB Reddit. I follow some stuff. It's the A lot of the rumors going into BB 
18 ended up being true. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't know. UKBB, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, I don't like the idea of UKBB just because a lot of the celebrities, air quotes, uh, gross me out. Like just their pictures gross me out. So I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. UK has weird celebrity culture, my friend, and I don't yeah. like it. They have all these like weird t- like panel talk shows where they just like they just have podcasts as television shows. They have like Get an away. insane budget because I remember I remember reading that like Ray J, who's the guy Kim Kardashian made her infamous for the love sex of Ray J. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. Also, did you know this? In Mars Attacks, he plays a teenager who defends the White House. Ray J. Yeah. Wow. Does he get does he get vaporized? No, he it's him and his little brother, and they are on a White House tour and the aliens attack, and he saves the president in that oh. moment and the White House because they have such um experience shooting guns. Oh, <laughs> are they um Jim Brown's kids? Like the Maybe. Cause Jim Brown, the running back, plays something in the movie and he has kids and he's got to get back to them somehow and maybe know, maybe i only saw this one clip recently Martha's i was looking up is a weird movie we should do a podcast i actually really like it but yes <laughs> <laughs> um i remember really liking it uh okay so so we don't know anything about that big brother canada i think should be starting soon i believe so i believe it's springtime i believe it ends a few weeks before bb uh, American BB starts, so I think you know probably in March or so we should be getting a season of Big Big Brother Canada. I'm not going to watch. I'm not Canadian. I think I'm going to watch. <laughs> okay. I am Canadian. Should so I, if you yeah. guys want to chat about that with me, I'm gonna. I I went and watched um, not the most recent season of Big Brother, but the season of Big Brother with uh, John as the winner and Netta. And I thought it was great, so I'm down to watch. I right. think it's kind of fun. Maybe I'll watch it. I don't know if it's if it's legally possible for me to watch the live feeds in America, but I could. Oh yeah, I don't know how to watch the live. Feeds. Yeah. So and also, we're very excited. Listen, I'm. I feel like I need the uh, Men in Black memory forgetter working on me, so that I can put OTT behind me and never think of it again. <laughs> yeah. And have Big Brother's summer version where, like, I love the fans <laughs> and I'm not, like, fighting with them on Twitter. I'm looking forward to that. So, Do you think there will be an OTT, too? I don't know. I think, I I will, know. I think I'd like it if it were to stay just a weird cultural artifact. Yeah, like one just for the fans that really cared. Yeah, like us. Yeah, exactly. Should we get into Oscar talk a little bit? Oscar talk. Fucking La La Land. Fucking, (laughs) I slammed my microphone down. Look, I think it makes sense for this year. This -hmm. year, the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. La La Land is going to win a record number amount of Oscars. More than Titanic. No. Or as much as Titanic. No. Yes, which is hollowed sacred ground. Yeah. And Trump is going to turn us all. This is a totalitarian state now. And 
to continue this metaphor, Hacksaw Ridge is Mike Pence. What? Who would anyone see this movie from this fucking Nazi? I don't know. Here's I refuse to see this movie. I saw the trailer and I couldn't even deal with Andrew Garfield's accent. Oh, well, shucks. I, I, I guess I can't fire oh a gun. Come on, Andrew Garfield. Wait Andrew Garfield is no Ewan McGregor. Oh, my God. I hate Andrew Garfield. He's nominated for Best Actor in a Movie. Christ. Mel Gibson is nominated for Best Director. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, my only experience with Hacksaw Ridge is I was seeing Edge of Seventeen in cinemas. Mm-hmm. And towards the last 20 minutes, this awful sound kept permeating my theater. And it sounded like explosions and guns. And I was like, what the fuck is this? But it was too late in the movie for me to really do anything. So afterwards, I saw that it was Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, God. And I very much white girl complained about it to the manager. <laughs> and I got free movie tickets out of it. Oh, my gosh. So in a way, thank you, Hacksaw Ridge. I've learned more about you in the last 30 <laughs> seconds than I've learned about anyone in my life. You know what? There's nothing wrong with complaining to get free shit. I'm, I'm not mean when I complain. I'm very respectful. But I'm just like, this was a problem with the corporation, not the person. The corporation. soundproofing. Exactly. And so I know that it makes no difference to this corporation, AMC Theaters, to give me a couple free tickets. And movies are expensive. So if that I have a dissatisfactory AMC, experience. AMC I'm Union sorry. Square? No. AMC. Uh, East Village, and they have recliner seats. Oh, oh, yeah, that one. Oh, like, mm-hmm. is it in East Village or is it like um, the one that's like uh, Murray Hill? Mm-mm. It's East Village. Oh, it's is it, uh, new? it. It just got redone, oh, okay. and that's why it's so fancy. Oh, all, right. all right. Yeah, baby. AMC. I don't fuck around with some place that doesn't have assigned seats. Oh, you that's not. That's dead still in very AMC. New Unless it was an advanced screening that happens to be playing there. Um, what if, in in an ideal world? Let me just ask you: What of these nominees would you want to win? Arrival, if- baby! Oh yeah, you love Arrival. I love Arrival. I watched Manchester by the Sea last night. I loved it. I thought that was great as well. I haven't seen that. Um, you like all the movies I haven't seen. Um. I haven't seen Fences yet. Got the screener. I'll watch it. Hell or High Water is okay. Hell or High I Water saw Fences. is fine. It's like fine. I don't understand how this is the best picture movie. And like the end of um, like the end of The Departed where it's like the rat walks across the screen and winks at you. Anytime <laughs> there's like something to do with like the economy or jobs or like middle America suffering – it's like, yeah, but there's no jobs anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, weird. it's a weird movie. It's fine. Like, it's a fine, like, kind of uh, new Western, neo-Western. But Yeah, I didn't realize it was neo. I, was, I didn't want to see it because I don't like movies where there are no cars, like movies set in the time before oh, cars. Oh, there are definitely cars in this movie. <laughs> There are most definitely cars in this film. I know. I've been told that now. But just from the title and hearing that it was a Western, I assumed it was like horses. And I hate movies from that era. But they're walking around. The poster has Ben Foster with a fucking 
machine gun and a duffel bag that he got I from fucking Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> I didn't see that poster. And I... Jeff Bridges' face has like some new <laughs> Ray-Bans on it. I didn't see that. I didn't know that. All I, I don't like movies with no cars other than The Revenant. I liked The Revenant. I liked about 20 minutes of that movie and I was like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I would say I saw Fences, I saw Hidden Figgies, I saw La La Land, I saw Lion, and I saw Moonlight. And so out of all of these, I would say give it to Moonlight. Moonlight Um, is also, this is a shit year for movies. Moonlight is okay. Hell or High Water is Moonlight is very tense. Like, I'll give it the, it really was just very tense for me. And whenever a movie can make me feel that tense, I'm like, oh, it's probably pretty good. Um, Hidden Figures is fine. Yeah, all these movies, I bet, are fine, but these are not the best films of the year, like Arrival was. (laughs) Look, I've heard people say Arrival is just fine. Arrival is incredible. Okay. I love Arrival. Denis Villeneuve. Denis Denis Villeneuve. Uh, I thought, oh, whatever. He should win Best Director, (laughs) should win Best Picture, Best screenplay. Amy, Amy Adams didn't even get nominated. Didn't even get nominated. She was great in it. Uh, my boy Michael Stuhlbarg was oh, in it. Didn't even get a nomination. Jeremy Renner didn't get a nomination. Forrest Whitaker only doing the second weirdest, or maybe the <laughs> the most weirdest accent of of the year in Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker deserves a lifetime a lifetime achievement. Oscar just for his yeah. two movies this year, this Arrival and Rogue One, where he does the two weirdest accents. <laughs> and he arguably does a weirder accent in Arrival, where he plays an American uh, like <laughs> army captain. He's just like the captain of the operation, and he's like, "We must get to the aliens." I promise you. Okay. Aliens are over. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to find out right. racist. racist. <laughs> he, he has a weird. You don't know if he's from New York or Nigeria in this movie. It's absolutely okay. crazy. It's great. All right. Well, I say I. Sorry that he's not nominated. <laughs> yeah, Michael uh, Shannon, your boy got I nominated. Hope did you see Nocturnal? My Animals? boy got nominated. Did you see Nocturnal? I did Animals? see Nocturnal. That movie's trash. That yeah. movie might it, be worse than La La trash. Land. No, it's fun. It's better than La La Land. I I found it very enjoyable, and I feel the same way about L. I don't know. Did you see L? No. Both are like, as I'm watching, I'm like, what a fucking weird movie. But I am entertained. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what's happening. Oh, yeah. But I, I enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. I don't think it's good. It's like this weird place in my brain where I don't think what I'm watching is good, but I'm still having fun watching it. Yeah, I just wasn't, like, soaked. I just... I don't like I don't like sexual violence against mm. innocent people <laughs> and you better love that if you're going to like I just don't like watching it. It makes me deeply deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. And the entire first half of this movie is like oh shit. These people are going <laughs> to yeah. get raped and murdered. No, maybe not. Maybe they won't get raped and murdered. Oh, they got oh. raped and murdered. <laughs> yeah. Yay. And then we go yeah. back to this Amy Adams reading a book, and it ha- I don't even know what the hell is going on in these. In like, 
the non uh, like fictional scenes and the scenes where she's reading right. the book. Oh my god, I have no idea. Yeah, what's happening Amy Adams. All she had to do in that movie was read a book, and it was kind of like a freakish Princess Bride story. Oh my god, <laughs> freakish Whoa. version of Princess Bride. Um, yeah, it's hard. I really don't feel that passionately about any of these. <laughs> no, it's a bad year. Off year for any movies. Of these. We know this yeah. year is already off to a great start with Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage, which I haven't seen yet. <laughs> and Split, which Split. I saw How with one it? of my free tickets from AMC. <laughs> um, I I mean, if you don't like, it's not as in your face as Nocturnal Animals. And even that I didn't think was that in your face. But if you don't like sexual violence, there's a lot of illusion to it. M. Night would never go there. <laughs> the reason I don't want to watch that movie is because I'm not crazy about McAvoy. He's like a oh. poor man's Ewan McGregor. And oh, I, just, I just see – this is something I was talking about last night. Michelle Williams is a treasure and she is so effortless. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my I God. Listeners of this I, podcast, if you could see the eye roll I just got, my computer almost tipped over. The whites of her eyes, my whole screen went blank with just the whites of Danielle's eyes. Michelle Williams is a beautiful, effortless actress. She doesn't have – she only has a few scenes in Manchester by the Scene, but she is incredible. Whereas mm-hmm. some other actors – McAvoy, you see the cogs <laughs> turning. You see, and right. to see a fucking uh, a fucking rendition of the Larry Project with <laughs> fucking James McAvoy doing voices and pretending playing to be characters and playing all of the parts. I just, I, it just looks like an acting class with James McAvoy, and I do not want to pay eighteen dollars to watch James McAvoy do a bunch of monologues and different characters. Not All for right. me. Well, not for me, there are listen. There are several actresses working today who I don't personally have anything against, but I just think it's funny that every straight guy I know is obsessed with them. I'm obsessed with Michelle Williams. So special. And I'm like, interesting. It's it's Michelle Williams. It's Anna Kendrick. It's, what are your thoughts on Anna Kendrick? Uh, I, you love her! I don't watch the Pitch Perfect movies, but I'm, I'm, I like her. Yeah. And there are a couple others that to be, to be announced, to be inducted into Zoe this hall. Zoe D. Not Zoe D. Rooney Not Zoe D. Everyone thinks that that's too cliched now. So guys got uh, smart. They're like, oh, I'm not going to say Zoe because all the guys say Zoe. I'm not going to just kick her to the curb after all those years. <laughs> yeah, Rooney no. Mara. No, Rooney's special. I love Rooney. I, I want to get a special. tattoo. You know, like those Victorian <laughs> kind of like oval shaped portraits of people. I want to get a tattoo. Yeah. Two tattoos. Rooney and Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I support that. I know it'd be. I don't know if I should ever get it, but it's such like a well, it's such like a pizza idea where it's like someone gets a tattoo of pizza. Like it's a mm-hmm. brilliant idea, but like it's kind of a joke. It's, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. We. I hope you've enjoyed this half of the podcast, America. <laughs> We've just been kind of riffing. 
Look, maybe we should, until Big Brother comes back, maybe this should just be like Danny and Brett's pop culture roundup, <laughs> you know? Well, and, we'll, and we'll do and we'll do Bachelor for the first 15 minutes and then we'll Yeah, for those people who feel like they're they really need the Bachelor uh updates from us. But the the response, I mean, we were getting tweets all the time when it was yeah. Big Brother season and now yeah. people are like, when's Big Brother coming back? Yeah, exactly. So, which I feel them on it, trust me, I feel them. But yeah. Yeah, we'll just, we'll keep, and keep tweeting us pop culture topics other than Big Brother and Batch. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find our own uh, organically, but if there's anything you feel like we're missing, please tweet us and we'll be happy to cover them for you. Yeah, maybe we can talk um, some some gold, some some, uh, (laughs) Matthew McConaughey, balding Matthew McConaughey next week. Yeah, we can talk. Movie. We can. I could give Brett a breakdown of Real Housewives. Of oh yeah, you've been tweeting about that. You've been tweeting about that. Like I see you tweet, and you're like hashtag like, Real Housewives or whatever. But it's the acronym yeah. version. And I'm like, what the fuck is she talking? About? <laughs> yeah, it took me a couple of days, a couple of weeks to be like, oh, Real Housewives, Real baby. Housewives. Wow. Um, we can talk about Young Pope. I only watched the first episode, and I was left cold by the Young Pope. <laughs> Whoa. But how can you when he's so hot? Oh. Uh, we can talk. Look, the sky's the limit is what I'm saying. So, guys, okay. don't be afraid to tweet at us at HeyJulieBB, email us HeyJulieBigBrother, and at gmail.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> and we'll try to get back to you. And we're going to keep doing this podcast because we love it, even though we don't love The Bachelor. No. Come on, Nick. Wise up, you dumb shit. Yeah. So I think we should change the name back to and change our greeting back to Julie. Or we could just do Hey Michelle until Oscar season's over. No. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? All right, Danielle, it's been fun. I enjoyed talking about all these other stuff. I don't. I mean, who knows what the audience thinks? But you know, screw them. I ha- my circulation <laughs> was running cold in my fingers. I don't care about them. I was almost <laughs> hospitalized. <laughs> All right. Well, then, bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.